This is Grunt Squad, brought to you in the studio of Wiley Productions with Sam Mann and Nate Westlake, bringing you all the spreads, picks, and player props. Welcome in to the Grunt Squad. Grunt Squad. Yep, that's us. Week 8, Episode 7. I'm your host, Sam Mann, my co-host today, Blake Farver. Blake, how you doing? What's up? That's, yeah, well, that's one way to we start here. this thing off. We are. Let's go. We are. And boy, what a what a week to dive into. Oh, man, a lot of this stuff. This week. A lot of stuff. Well, let's talk about uh, some things that caught our attention this week, as we always do. Yeah. And let's lead off with the, the Jacksonville pit game. Yes. Blake, talk to us about, you know, Jacksonville kind of kind of hit and miss trevor lawrence looks great in some spots other spots he doesn't what else did you see yeah so i think jacksonville is on the up and up but my concern is with the consistency of high level play by trevor lawrence i think they have all the weapons um you know christian kirk calvin ridley who in my opinion is the best route runner in the league um Travis Etienne, who is right there, shoulder to shoulder with Christian McCaffrey this year for best running back in the league. Ooh, I mean, it's just it's he's he's been absolutely phenomenal. And I've, I mean, going into the year, it, all the all the fantasy experts are like, oh, be wary of you know Travis Etienne because he might be splitting the, you know, the time in the backfield. Blah blah blah. I mean, he has been he has been dynamic, scoring every which way, receiving, running. He's involved in blocking. You know, he's 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 one of the best, if not the best running back in the league right now. Uh, Evan Ingram, super underrated, uh, and he's he's one of the the best tight ends in the, in the league. I wouldn't put him up with with Kittle and Kelsey, but the next, the right on the shelf, right below them, or Andrews. Yeah, right. Those three are the the top. You know, three guys in Hawkinson, probably those four guys, and then that next shelf down, you got Evan Ingram right there. Yeah. Um, but Trevor Lawrence, man, he looks great in some spots. In in most spots, he looks great. He can run the ball. He, you know, a play breaks down, he'll he'll get you 10, 15 yards, <clears throat> pick up a first down. But man, he makes some makes some crucial mistakes in big spots. Third third down when you're in field goal range, taking sacks to to knock you out of field goal range can't do it. Fumbling. Uh, on third, when you're driving and you're in the enemy territory and you fumble, can't do it. He did that against Buffalo a few weeks ago, um, throwing some untimely interceptions. But then the, the, he has those spots of greatness where it's like, man, he is very difficult to stop. Um, so I want to see more consistent play out of Trevor Lawrence before I definitively say Jacksonville is one of the best teams in the league because they're definitely up there in the AFC for sure. Um on the other side of the coin, I think that this exposed uh, the Steelers a little bit to to what their record is compared to what their ta- what what their team really is. Uh, they were four and two heading into this game. They didn't look like a four and two team. Their defense keeps them in games. Defense is pretty good, not elite, but pretty good enough to keep them in these. Kept games. them in this game, yeah, and, and a bunch of them this year. But their offense is is just really, really bad. Just really bad. I, I think that uh, Trubisky coming in, you know, when, once Pickett got hurt, right. this gave him a spark. 
And I think, you know, Pickens only having the one target for a touchdown. Why aren't we getting Pickens the ball? Yeah, that's why. Uh, you know, it's they they do enough on the ground. They do enough on the ground to where they can they can do some things. You know, it'll be nice when Pat Fryermuth comes out, comes back uh, off the IR. Um, but Hayward still got involved. Uh, you know, Warren and Harris from the backfield, they both were involved in the passing game. But to to me, this was more about, like you said, the jump that Jacksonville needs to take to separate themselves from the pack. For sure. And uh, they did what they needed to do. Uh, but this shouldn't have been as close as it was. Oh my goodness! Uh, the the amount of the amount of turnovers and just poor decisions, mistakes made uh, in enemy territory. Yeah, you can't do it. Like I like I said earlier, you can't do it if you're gonna be one of the best teams in the NFL um, this year, um, any year. You just can't like in the NFL. You cannot turn the ball over, especially when you're in position to put points on the board. Um, so I, I, you know, we're, we're going to see, you know, Jacksonville. That division's not tough, so we'll we'll see going forward. Um, let's talk about the next set of game or the next set of games. No, the next game that that happened this last week um, that really made some statements both ways. San Francisco 49ers, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Sam, talk to us about what you saw this week. <laughs> I tell you what, this was uh, this was a statement game. Really, for both teams, and 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 here's why: for Cincy, you know, you had you've you started the season off zero and three, and then you come roaring back the way they have, and they no look pun intended. They look well, yeah, yeah. Go Tigers, go Bengals, yeah, <laughs> yes. All the all the Tigers roar. Pretty sure that's not a thing, but anyway, we need a roar button. <laughs> that's the closest thing we got. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Can we edit that up? No, never mind. No, we'll keep it in there. We're good. Moving on. Burrow looked. Poised as he's done all season. And to me, that was the biggest thing that I saw from Cincinnati is that no matter how the waves have been health-wise, they needed this bye week, and he came in, and they looked poised as ever. Uh, it was it was great to see uh, Higgins involved. Boyd got a touchdown. And, and Mixon, what a bounce-back week for him. Uh, 16 for 87 and a touchdown, uh, three passes or three catches as well. Uh, I think Purdy got exposed and finally has been officially – exposed and when you put Purdy in a position to beat you I think teams are finding out that that's the way to beat San Francisco yeah I think that I think San Francisco there's there's a couple of of you know things that go towards what's going on offensively with them I think that teams are starting to figure out if they can shut down the run game and make Brock Purdy shoulder the load that that you're you're basically saying hey you got to beat us dude you got to show that you can beat us because you've 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 been kind of a system quarterback in a way, for the most part, um, up to the last couple weeks. And these last couple weeks, people said we're shutting down CMC's run game. You can have the pass game to CMC because he's still got to make the throws. And they should have done that earlier in the game instead of. You can like, say that. You can say that. But he. But when push comes to shove, he's made some 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 big mistakes and thrown the ball directly to the other team. Um, and you, you can't do it. You just can't do it. And so I think that that's, that's what teams are starting to figure out is make him shoulder the load. He's, show, he's shown that he is kind of cracking under that pressure of shouldering the load, and I think that he's feeling that weight upon him at this point. Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, when you, when you, make, them, when you make him one-dimensional, and again, you're forcing him to go out and make plays, 
it's it, it hasn't been working. It's been a recipe for disaster, honestly. Right, and you said it earlier when we were prepping for for the for the recording today. Uh, Brock Purdy is was drafted where he was for a reason. Oh, no doubt. And yeah. I think that is starting to show itself now. Is it possible that he bounces back and and he gets right? Yes, because we've seen him, we've seen him come up somewhat clutch in some really important games, like especially last year going into the playoffs, even in the playoffs. Um, but he just needs to respond. He needs to figure out a way to respond, um, or else San Francisco, you know, it's going to be it's going to be iffy going forward. For them. Well, and this this is a to me this is a great comparison when you look at this offense and this quarterback situation to what we were talking about last week with the whole Tua situation, surrounded by talent, surrounded by guys that can go out and make plays. But I think Purdy's so much more of a, quote, system guy yes. than Tua is. Yep. And I think ultimately, you know, we're, we're starting to see that. But they, they've got enough going on. Their defense is still one of the best defenses in the league. And, I, I, I mean, I think they're going to be fine. We'll see. The, I mean, their defense has – been a little suspect the last couple weeks now um still think that they're great defensively i'd i'd like to see a little bit more from from bosa they played some tough teams though i mean the last three games yes they have they played you know they played the browns and and the vikings have played been playing very well lately and you know this week cincinnati's on the up and up they're starting to look like the super bowl contending team that they were um and so I think this is saying a lot about Cincinnati, too, going forward. Um, and, and we're going to talk about their upcoming game here uh, in a little bit. But, um, but yeah, uh, to be determined, uh, San Francisco's out of first place in their division now. Uh, Seahawks are up a half game on them, uh, and the Seahawks are 5-2. and two, So we're going to see going forward. Yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be fun to watch for sure. Well, another one that was great was the – the Tennessee Atlanta matchup. Tennessee coming out and and Will Levis just I mean he looks so great. Blake, tell us about uh, what else you saw in that one. Man, what a what a gritty just like statement performance by him. Oh, you you drafted me so high and then you start Ryan Tannehill over me. Let me show you what I'm made of. This is my team now. Goes out there, commands the offense, gets his best player involved balances out the offense it just shows that Tennessee's offense can be balanced um and it's showing me flashes of a, a few years ago when A.J. Brown was with Tennessee uh and Tannehill was throwing the ball well and they had a balanced attack throwing the ball up to uh an elite receiver um but also opening up the run game for Derrick Henry when I mean we've seen this this is now a proven this proves that point that, you know, Derrick Henry, oh, you know, he's lost a step. You know, he doesn't look the same. Well, when 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 there's no passing game and you can stack eight guys in the box, it's really hard to get the run game going. So now that they're able to do that, now we got to see. We got to see if he has, you know, the the letdown from his first start to the second start like Badgett. You know, he had a phenomenal first start, and then this last week he looked real, real young, I'll say. Which, which, is, which is fair to say. Young exposed, but I think the difference between, uh, between Levis and, and the previous guy that you mentioned is the fact the way that he commanded the huddle, commanded the offense, had the sense of urgency, took ownership, and 
showed through his efficiency, 19 for 29, 238, four touchdowns. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better performance from a guy starting his first game in the NFL. Right. And again, and against a team that is they're number one in their division. Say what you want about the NFC South. The Falcons are a good defensively, they're a good football team. The fact that they were able to move the ball on them like that, 100 yards for uh, Derrick Henry on the ground, 238 in the air for Levis, and what, 128, I believe, for D Hop? Yeah. Uh, receiving three touchdowns? Yeah, only three. You, man. Move, you move the ball <laughs> like that on, on not an elite defense, but a very good Falcons defense. Top, top half. Oh, easily top half. You could be, yeah, probably top third. Yeah, yeah, I would say top third for sure. Um. Yeah, they got the job done, and the, you know, going forward, here we go. Your weekly hot take by Blake, brought to you by. Brought to you by Wicked Pecker Off Road. <laughs> what is happening? Go ahead. Hot take by Blake. Hot take by Blake. Tennessee Titans make the playoffs. Buffalo Bills, sticking with my hot take from last week, do not make the playoffs. Whew, that is spicy. Stick that in your coffee and take it <laughs> instead of some mayo, Will Levis. Okay. Here we go. And uh, on the flip side of that ball, because I definitely don't want that cup of coffee, <laughs> uh, what are we doing with, with Ritter at this point? You know, I think Arthur Smith clearly has, has seen enough of him. Look, when Atlanta's always wanted to run the ball, and any time they've – the last couple of weeks they've given Ritter the opportunity to go out and try to make plays, fumbles it. Throws it away. I mean, this this guy. His turnover inefficiency is just like, ugh. He he keeps – that's somebody that just cannot keep the ball in his offense's hands. Um, Heineke seemed to give him a little spark, 12 for 21, 175 and a touchdown. Listen, Heineke is a winner. He's proven that in Washington. He took a mediocre Washington team to the playoffs last year and took the Bucks to the – or the year before that took the Bucks to the wire – See how you feel about Gardner Minshew is how I feel about Taylor Heineke, and they're they they are comparable for the most part. I think, um, unfortunately, I just don't think that Taylor Heineke is ever going to get a legit shot at being a full time starter. He's just one of those guys, and, and the same with Gardner Minshew. I just don't think that he's going to get that shot, other than injuries filling in here and there. Um, but this week is going to be telling for for the Falcons if they start Taylor Heineke. They are they are saying that they're moving on from Desmond Ritter, and that means that they will be drafting a quarterback coming up. And I think you may you may have to make that decision. I mean, I think I think it's still too early. I mean, the fact that they're still you know leading this division, it's 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 the softest division in the league. I I think you play this out, still see what happens. I don't think you pull the plug yet. I mean, I I'm not saying that you should hold on. I I mean I I think they should make the change now, but I don't think Arthur Smith is going to pull that plug. Yeah, I think that if I had to choose between Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke, who gives me a better chance to win right now this season, I would pick Taylor Heineke. And that's what we're trying to win games. We're trying to not turn the ball over, which ultimately wins games. Your defense, your defense is good enough to keep you in the games if you just don't turn the ball over. You're gonna get. You have enough weapons to 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 get the job done. They need to get Bijan more involved in the passing attack too, and do. I mean that he's he's got enough shiftiness and enough explosiveness and enough speed to just get the guy the ball. Yeah. Get him the ball. Doesn't matter where he's at. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna see what what 
We're going to see what Tennessee and Will Levis is made of. Thursday night primetime game at Pittsburgh. We're going to see what he's made of. Now, if he comes out and has a, has a good game against them, okay. He might be legit. I would agree because I think Tomlin's going to be ready. Right. And then we're also, we'll also we see what decision Atlanta makes with their quarterbacks going forward. Let's talk about some games uh, going into next week. Um, Kansas City, Miami. In Frankfurt, Germany. Germany. No, yeah, not the accent, but okay. No, that's yeah, that's definitely not German. It's European. Something. So we're there. <laughs> we're in the right continent. <laughs> are, are we though? Because yeah. I don't even know if that was even anyway. All right, cool. So, man, this is the marquee matchup of the week for sure. And there's a lot of great matchups, but this has got to be the one that's highlighted most. Nine thirty a.m. this Sunday, Sam. What say you about these two six and two top of the AFC teams? Man. I tell you what, I am just – I'm going to be glued to the TV on Sunday morning. This is uh, – I tell you, when you look at this, you know, bird's eye view and you look at back-to-back losses from Kansas City, uh, Mahomes being sick this last week, that's a whole different thing for a different deal. But it's – typically you would take, you know, Kansas City in this type situation when you're looking at back-to-back losses, them coming off, just not looking the same. I, I think – you know, their defense is still playing well. Their offense has been extremely hit and miss, really a lot like Buffalo's offense at this point, very hit and miss. Um, but I think Miami has shown the last couple of weeks that they've done enough on defense. I'm not saying that they're elite or that they're one of the top-tier defense because they're not. They're, <laughs> they're, they're bottom-tier. But they're doing enough, and they have enough on offense. They have enough weapons going, and – Tua looks primed to come into this game and to make something happen. I know that you know they haven't they haven't beaten a winning team in so so long. I think they come into Germany, they pull off the upset. I'm taking Miami in this game. What say you, sir? It's bold. I'm a bold man, sir. Yeah, I mean it's not that bold. This is this is an, an elite matchup. I think this is going to really show us what Miami's made of. Even if they don't win the game, it's going to show us. You know, if they go in because look what happened when they went and played Buffalo. They got blown out. Now, if they come back and they respond to a team like Kansas City and they keep it close and it's very competitive, then Miami, then Miami's for real. If they come in and get blown out again, then we got to start wondering. Pretender. Yeah, we yeah. got to start wondering if they're just pretenders. But I think it's going to boil down to what happens on the defensive line for Kansas City, if they can get pressure on Tua, and if Tua can get the ball out of his hands fast enough. Get your get your fast playmakers the ball. Let them make plays in space. Hopefully we can get HN to come back too because if that's a thing, I mean, we know the speed that he has and that, that bringing that, that facet of the offense and that utilization for them. Yeah, because Mostert hasn't looked the same these last couple weeks. I think that, that HN has really opened the game up for him in some ways too. Um, so what we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens with Mostert. Um, I know Ahmed has gotten a lot of looks. Even Jeff Wilson Jr. has gotten has taken a, a few carries uh, and a few touches away. Um, so they haven't really been getting Mostert as involved. But that passing game is electric. Well, Jeff Wilson was number one on the depth chart to start the season off. So you know he was he was supposed to be the guy to begin with. I think for me, having Waddle back is extremely huge. And we know that Tua 
has has enough firepower to support both Tyreek Hill and and uh, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I think Kansas City is going to come in prepared. Um, Taylor Swift better be there. I don't think Taylor Swift's going to be traveling to Germany for this one. I'm just saying, if she's there, then it's Kansas City lock. There's no question. If t- if I find out that Taylor Swift is going to be there, I'm betting on <laughs> Kansas City to win the game because, and I'm going to prop bet. Every prop for Travis Kelsey, touchdowns, receptions, yards. Just give him all the things? Give him all of it. Yeah. He seems to show up when she shows up. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. But I think if it boils down to if there's no Taylor Swift involved, (laughs) if it boils down to the head coaching, then give me Kansas. Give Kansas City has the edge, and I'll take take Kansas City because of the slight coaching advantage on, on their side. Yeah, I mean, I look. Andy Andy Reid's going to be prepped for this game. Mike McDaniel's going to be going to be prepped too. So I, it's definitely going to be a fun one. I hope it's a shootout because that's just going to be fun to watch. I could see it going either way, honestly. I I could see it being super super close. I could see it being blown out. I could see it being high powered, high scoring. Who who freaking knows, man? It's just I I just think it's going to be fun. Hopefully, it's fun. Over under is sixty for that game. I mean, I bet a bunch of money is going to be going on the under. I don't know. It could be that shootout that, that you're talking about. Could we'll, be. We'll see. I mean, I, Vegas knows something. Yeah, yeah. Usually they do. They do. Usually they yeah, do. They're pretty good. Well, let's talk about another one uh, for our look-ahead games, and that's Cincinnati against Buffalo, another marquee matchup. Uh, what do you feel, or, or, or how do you feel about, you know, Cincinnati being on the uptick, Buffalo being on the downtick? Where do you, what, what say you in this matchup? Well, I don't think – I think I still have the same stance about Buffalo that I had these last couple weeks. You know, they are still definitely not trending in the right direction. They won this last week. And, hey, when you need a win, you go in and get a win no matter what who the opponent is. But they didn't look great. They they looked good-ish. Um, I, I feel like they could have really blown that thing open. Um, turnovers in the red zone. Uh, not converting in the red zone. Uh all the things, you know, just they just gave Tampa the opportunity to stay in the game. Cincinnati, they are, like I said earlier, they are looking like Super Bowl contenders once again. I think Cincinnati wins this game, and it, it, it's a it's potential that they win this game by a couple scores. That's how I feel, and that's how I see it. I I think, and again, this is a this this will be a bold one, but I. I think they're the second best team in the AFC. Oh yeah, that is bold. Because there's there's a few really good ones. There's some super good ones. So who's above them? Uh, I'll put Baltimore above them. So not Kansas City. I again, as of today, I I don't. I think again, I I think both sides of the ball, since he is the better team right now. That can definitely change. Yeah, sure. But I, I'm saying as of today, if you're telling me. Who am I going to put in the? I'm I'm taking Cincy over uh, Kansas City in a Super Bowl matchup. So Kansas City right now is the fourth best team in the AFC, is what you're saying? Because you're picking Miami to beat Kansas City. Story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> and you got Baltimore and Cincinnati. I'm chock full of hot takes, so let's. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, you could. I would probably put. I'd probably put Baltimore number one. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Baltimore one, Baltimore Cincinnati one. two, and then Miami three. Yeah, yep. That's how I would do it. Wow. Yeah. Spicy. Okay. <laughs> Must be the ginger in me or something. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't know. Okay, so here we go. Then where are we I going? Know, I know this is a sm- s- slight, slight, but where does Jacksonville fall? Oh, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, right I think Kansas City. I think I think they're man. I, you could flip a coin and and say I, based on today, Kansas man, City beat them heads up. They did, but you and I both Early. know. You and I both know Jacksonville looks more balanced. They look. They just look better. They're I'm figuring put, it out. I'm putting I'm putting them at four, put Kansas City at five. So we're no longer talking about Kansas City <laughs> being a top five team in the NFL. We're talking about them being top five in the AFC. Yeah, yeah, that seems five in the AFC seems reasonable. I don't know. Listen, that's how, that's how I feel. Yeah. Shoot me. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's good. Yeah. How you many, said that's good. <laughs> how many How many <laughs> NFC teams are better than Kansas City? Uh. At least three. Who? Eagles, Cowboys. Okay, just two then, probably. The Cowboys are better than Kansas City. I don't know, man. That's oh, it, I know uh, it's tough. It's I, tough. I'm, throw, I, I'm throwing. I'm throwing something. You weren't prepared for that, but no, it's okay. I mean, this is good to talk about. I think yeah. I look, and and I'm. We all know that Dallas isn't good under pressure, which we're going to talk about in a second. But it's, uh, man, I I just there's there's so there's just something missing in Kansas City. Look. Patrick Mahomes always finds a way to get it done. And I think by the end of the season, we're going to look back on this and say that this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said <laughs> in my life. That being said, as of this moment and today, I'm sticking with what I said. <laughs> okay. We know Philadelphia is better. Philadelphia, best team in the NFL right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we can And they still that. haven't played their best game. San Francisco, Kansas City, right now. Oh, jeez. Ooh, it's tough. I hate you, dude. It's what tough. Is, what is going on? It's tough. I, I will... Take. I'm going to go with Kansas City in that spot, okay. only only because of the quarterback play, yes. and I, just yeah. because I think Purdy's right. been exposed. Okay, I agree. We'll get off that. I'm sorry for going that direction. Yeah, but, thanks a lot. But dude. it was, good, but it's good because this is telling us where we really think Kansas and City how we feel. Is. No, it, it is it is or at good. least how you feel. But that's good. Well, I, 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 I like to hear it. <laughs> I like to hear it. So let's pivot to this last game. We we just alluded to Dallas. Yes. Talking about where they're at. We're going to find out where they're at this Oh, week. man, this game. This game yes. is going to be – it can go so many different ways. Yes, I'm so excited for this game. Dallas at Philadelphia this week. Um, Big-time game. Big-time division rivalry. Just huge. Sam, tell me where, where your thoughts lie on what's going to happen here. Dallas is drawing dead. Drawing dead. No chance. Stone dead. Nothing. No chance at all, even coming off of this – really high performance from them. Yeah, I, again, I I think Philly has found a way to still get Ws in situations where maybe they shouldn't have and they still haven't played their best game and they st- we we still haven't seen all that Philly can do with their new OC. Jalen Hurts is coming on, I believe in AJ Brown. They've gotten Dallas Goddard involved, Devonta Smith this past week. Let's freaking go Philadelphia Eagles. I think they beat them by two scores in this one. Don't forget about DeAndre Swift either. Because he's, I mean, I feel like people were down on him heading into this year. Wasn't sure that he was even really going to be the number one guy. Game one, Kenneth Gainwell, way more touches than him. And then he comes out in the second game and rushes for like 150 yards and a couple scores. And ever since then, he hasn't been necessarily doing that those high numbers for yards. But he's he's still been very involved in the offense. Well, they don't really... They don't need him to really do that. I mean, that's that's kind of not how Philly operates. Not this year. 
Right. So it's, you know, and, and Boston Scott, you know, the gadget guy that he can be, I mean, and, and he's getting involved too, you know. So I, I'm a believer in this defense. I'm a believer in, in Jalen Hurts. And, you know, I've got some buddies out there that know how much I dislike Alabama. So I'm talking about another guy from Alabama. But anyway. Well, his last Oklahoma was last. So we uh, can whatever, like. Whatever. Yeah, yeah we can like. You can meet him in the middle on that one. That's fine. Any all that to <laughs> all that to say though, we know that Dak cracks under pressure. Yeah, and I think that's what it boils down to for you, at least for me, is that we know that Dak doesn't live up to the moment, and so we're gonna see. We're gonna see once again. Yeah, he has another opportunity to prove everybody wrong. Both two really really good defenses. Both teams really control the ball. And control, uh, you know, time of possession. We both saw that. Both top five in that category. Yeah. So this is going to be extremely, extremely fun to watch. For sure. Uh, but I, I'll, t- I'll take Philly. I'll take the coach. I'll take the quarterback. I'll take the better defense, and I'll take the better weapons too. So give me Philly in that one, sir. Nice. So uh, why don't you tell us as we as we close today out uh, our our official pie bet, sir. Yeah, we're just gonna call it the pie bet. That's so. That's the title. Yeah, why not? Have we? Okay, I need to write that down. The uh, pie bet. The pie bet. Okay, we've been calling it that pretty much like every week. So <laughs> let's just roll with it. Okay, so, the pie bet. All yeah. Right, so here's the structure going forward. Um, we're gonna both choose three games apiece, and they can be the same games. We're just gonna choose them on our own. Okay. It's a point system. You, I get to do this all by myself. Yeah. Oh, I'm so. Good. Yeah, you don't get any help. Unlike the help that you needed this last week from our fantasy matchup. Okay. The third game that we've played each other in three different fantasy leagues this week. I am two and one against Sam and fantasy in your face. All right. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, I mean, I gave you all the props in the world last week. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't need to hear it now. No. Nope, nope. Here's not only the the metaphorical cap, sir. I'm tipping the official. Oh yeah, you o- have official the... cap. Wow. That okay. <laughs> that was mean. That was uh, that was as mean as the uh, as the spanking you put on me this week. That's right. Okay, so back to the pie bet. Yeah. So freaking jerk. Three games. You get one point for being correct. Per game. Okay. All right. So we're going to choose one uh, team to win and cover the, a team that is favored to cover the spread. So a favorite to cover. Got it. Favorite okay. to cover. An underdog to cover the spread. They don't necessarily have to win, but they have to at least cover the spread. Okay. I like that one. Yes. And then an underdog to win outright. That will for sure. Ooh, win. that's spicy. Okay. All so right. Sam, why don't you start? Give us your. Three. Give us your uh, team to the your favorite to win and cover the spread. Favorite to win and cover is going to be Cincinnati against Buffalo. What's that spread? And that is uh, Cincy minus three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're we're going we're 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 riding that wave. And, tie, and ties can. ties are a loss. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Listen this this pain. is this is max pain. Pain. Yeah. yeah. All, all right. So it. Cincy to cover three. Yep. Uh, for my underdog to at least cover, yes. I'm taking Seattle against Baltimore, which is plus five and a half. I like that one. I do too. I didn't choose it, but I do like that. That's one. why I picked it. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> yes, and then I like your it. Uh, upset pick. I mean, 
Ride the wave, babe. We're taking Miami. <laughs> Miami to beat Kansas City. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right, so my my yeah, what uh, you got? favorite to winning cover, I'm going to go Philly to cover three against Dallas. To they're, me, that's a slam dunk. They're at home. I love that. Yep. So cover three there. Philly, cover three against uh, Dallas. Uh, the Rams are an underdog against Green Bay, who Green Bay is terrible. Yeah. We need to be moving away from Jordan Love, I think. Oh, geez. Yeah. That's, I think we, we've we seen enough, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I think that they're in the they're in the sweepstakes for one of these top QBs in this upcoming draft. Anyway, um, but the Rams may be missing Stafford, so it's going to be like one of those iffy games. I think it's going to be ugly, low scoring. But give me the Rams to cover three against uh, Green Bay. Um, and then my upset pick of the week, oh, Thursday baby. night football, the – Tennessee fighting Will Levis's. They're going to go into Pittsburgh, the Steel City, and they're going to take down. That's a bold statement. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to beat them. That'd be, well, I think that's what you said. Yeah, sure. they're going to win. Yeah. Hey. I think tennis, I think Will Levis goes in. He has a good game. He gets DeAndre Hopkins involved again. Derrick Henry rushes all over him. They score some tutties and get the win. Big time. I like it. On their way to the playoffs. So I predict I'm going to go 3-0 and and that you're going to go 1-2. and Okay. Well, that's – I mean, I feel like I'm going to go 3-0 and and you're going to go 0-3. That's a great prediction. <laughs> so on that note, thank you so, so much for joining us today on the Grunt Squad. If you haven't followed us, please do so. You can search Grunt Squad uh, on Patreon for all of our picks and stuff each and every week. Thank you so, so much, as always, for coming and supporting. Blake, until next time, sir. Yes. Have a good week, guys. Good luck. See you later.